You're listening to the Great Groups Podcast. Our goal is to equip small group leaders at Brook Hills and beyond to make disciples effectively. This is Jay Gordon, and I'm here with Chris Amaro. I lead the small groups ministry at the church at Brook Hills in Birmingham, Alabama, where Chris is a small group leader. Both of us have a passion to help you make your small group great. Okay, here we are, episode two. Chris and I are learning how to do podcasts, and one thing we can promise you, <laughs> it's going to be better later on once we once we get this down. But here we are in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic, and really not focusing on much else. But um, Jay, Chris, yes, I want to stop you right there. All right, when are we going to be back in person? Oh, I thought you were going to say when this when will this be over, and I was going to answer and say <laughs> if I knew the answer to that, I could be a millionaire. But I don't know the answer to that. But a more simple question: when when do I think we will be able to meet as a church again? Yes. Um, you know, if I had to grab a month out of the air, I would probably say July. Okay. That's, uh, that's Do you have any thoughts on it? That's a long way away. <laughs> Unfortunately. You know, I thought, you know, if I throw a month that far out, I'm going to get stoned by many. But <laughs> <laughs> No, I just, uh, I just, I feel like we're at the very beginning. Even though we've been doing this for a month now, uh, it seems like we're at the very beginning and it's starting to... The new norm is kicking in, yes. and and I'm afraid that it's going to become a normal, and it's going to see it's it, two years are going to fly by. Yes, yeah. so it's uh it's affecting us. You know, I had um, early in May. Uh, I'm a big Major League Baseball fan, and I had a bucket list item of seeing a Major League game in in every city, mm. and so I was going to scratch Minneapolis off my list, and mm. I'd. I talked to my son, and who's in uh, Charleston, South Carolina, and we were going to fly up there and uh, see the Twins play, but that is no more. Mm, that's a big bummer. Yep. <laughs> but anyway, and I'll tell you, watching, uh, we're here in Alabama, and Kay Ivey was on the on the TV Friday afternoon, and she knew how to pull some strings. Okay, so wait, I missed this. I, I saw like the tail end of her speech. But apparently she says something huge. About oh yes, she brought motivating. Alabama to her knees. She about motivating us. As yes, she she knows how to motivate her state, and I, I can't please go explain. back. I cannot go back and quote her, but she basically said, um, "Okay, you people here in Alabama, <laughs> oh, if wow. if you want college football oh, this wow. fall, then you better stay at home right now." So that's not a KIV quote, but. Uh, I looked at my wife and I said, she knows how to bring this state to its knees by by dangling that college football carrot out there in front of us. So So it wasn't the fines. <laughs> no, fines or what fines? <laughs> yeah. It wasn't it wasn't the the concern of, of public health. Yes, that's right. Now I know why there's no cars on Highway two eighty. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. K Ivy told him if you want college football, stay at home. Explains a lot. Yes. <laughs> just some quick housekeeping here. Um just wrapping up episode one, uh, we talked about uh, how to lead through a pandemic. Uh, there's some great information in there. Be sure to check that out and go back and give it a listen. Uh, to if hear. I could just highlight a tiny bit of that here to know what it's worth to go back and listen to. We highlighted four C's. Care is very important in this time, critical immediate care. Um, connecting your group is something that's really important. And another C was challenge. I didn't want us to take a break from challenging people during this time. And the last was content. content. And so we want to definitely deliver biblical content and encouragement. But during this time of crisis, some other things are a little bit more important. 
Absolutely, absolutely. And so this episode, episode two, we're going to be talking about uh, all the various resources for online meetings. Um, There's a lot of different tools out there, and we kind of want to cover those here. Um, We'll probably... You probably heard us mention Zoom a couple of times, mm-hmm. not trying to name drop, but that's definitely a service that uh, we've been using here at Brook Hills. Um, but there's a lot of others that we're going to that we're going to cover in this yes. episode. And so if you've already found your stride with with Zoom, um, you might listen to this, but um, we don't want to bore you on the Great Groups podcast. But if you've hit your stride, this may not be as interesting. But um, hey, listen up. You might might pick up some things along the way. And um, I thought about titling this episode Weekly Meetings When You Can't Meet. And it's not that we can't meet. We just can't meet together. But one development that I've, I shared the last episode that was so exciting is that many of our groups are reporting that their participation is actually higher in online meeting than when they were meeting live just a few weeks ago. Absolutely. First-hand experience here. Um, our, our attendance is up um, significantly. We're, we're in the upper 90s, uh, mid-90s, I should say. Um, and 90%, not 90 people. Yeah, right? no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just to clarify. Yeah, I, I, not me. Uh, no, yeah, we're in the 90% um, in terms of attendance, and it's, uh, that's, that's a beautiful thing. And I, granted, people are free. They have free time now, um, and people are flexible, and we're going to cover some of that. I think a lot of it, people are just, they're hungry yeah. to get together and dialogue with other, uh, other adults and people they don't have the opportunities to see. So we're, we're in a season when the, the need out there actually creates an opportunity for the church and for small groups. They definitely want to see faces. Um, they want to, quite frankly, they want to talk to adults. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's that's a big need. Uh, so I would, I would definitely encourage you to invite uh, your your small group to gather online in any way that you can. Um, one of the things we're going to cover tonight, definitely, though, invite securely. There's, there's a lot of different things going on out there. Yes. Um, Zoom itself has been a, uh, a topic of discussion by a number of um, security organizations and uh, news outlets and whatnot. Um, there's this thing of group bombing. Jay, I don't know if you've ever heard of that, um, but group bombing is apparently a new term, mm-hmm. um, and where it basically involves that if you're hosting a meeting and it's not secure, meaning there's no password, um, or they're just using a random group code, uh, individuals with a lot of free time on their hand are joining your meeting and uh, displaying or saying things that you probably don't want anybody to ever see. Or, or the way I would put that, people with evil intent. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah that happens. And um, I'm probably jumping ahead, but I'll go ahead and put it here while I'm thinking about it. Uh, Zoom sent out some information this week. They're changing some of their default settings. One of those is if you set up a new meeting today or after, the uh, default is going to be that a password is included. But if you if you share a link to that meeting, the password is encoded in that link. Um, but it'll stop people f- who are out there just randomly trying to find that, uh, putting in random numbers. And so that password could help. And another setting that I had a chance to experiment with the first time this week in one of the meetings I did, which is a new Zoom default setting starting today, is the waiting room. And Hmm. so what that means is that the host logs in, and when anybody joins the meeting, the host sees the name or the computer name Mm -hmm. of the person trying to enter and can either accept them into the meeting or, or not. And so that gives a lot more power to the Zoom host to prevent some of those things from happening. Absolutely. One of the things that we've done at, uh, at Brook Hills, as we talk about some of these re- resources, I put a web page out there that gives an overview. So you won't necessarily have to go to show notes to look at that. If you go to brookhills.org slash 
remote meetings, all one word, remote meetings. You'll find a summary of these, and also you'll find a link to each of these resources and some tips that we put together for Brook Hills uh, group leaders to use, and also a link directly back to those resources as well. Say if you choose to, to use freeconferencecall.com, you can click and just go directly to that. And some of you might be listening who are um, on church staff at another church. One of the things I would say at Brook Hills that we thought early on is it would be beneficial to decentralize the ownership of the accounts rather than the church having a number of Zoom accounts and, and managing that. Um, we found, too, that that actually, we talked about the bombing, the group bombing that happens. It's actually a little bit easier to happen if the church has the account and um, and has that people meeting out there without a host. And so uh, some good things can happen if we allow it to decentralize and people get their own, own account and then they're hosting that. Another thing is just a freedom. Say if the church has an account, an account uh, your group is meeting on Tuesday nights, and for one week everybody's busy Tuesday. I don't know where they would be on Tuesday, <laughs> given this day and time, and there's nothing to do out there. Um, your group needed to change to a Thursday night. If you have your own account, you have the freedom to do that, whereas if you were going through the church, there's going to be somebody else meeting on that account on a Thursday night. So uh, we we have decentralized, and that's, that's something that uh, I think would be good for everybody. And one of the things is a lot of people look at cost, if you take that $15 a month and, and consider that weekly, it's less than $4 a week. So it's not, you know, that we look at this as an ongoing. Chris and I talked about when this um, pandemic may end and we'd be able to meet back together again. So we're just looking at a few months. And uh, so surely $4 a week won't be that bad. And think about the gain you get out of, uh, of that small amount of money that you're spending. Mm -hmm. um, so it's definitely a huge thing. And we're really, uh, one of the fun things, um, if you're a Brook Hill small group, we would love for you to take a picture of your screen when your group is online and send that to us. We've actually uh, had some fun with that. One of our groups a couple of weeks ago, um, not to name any names, um, uh, Gilbert and Long, but um, <laughs> actually uh, kind of dressed up a little bit. We had some horse heads going on and... Um, Maybe they were ashamed to show themselves in group. I don't know, but they are the leaders, so hopefully they're not ashamed. But um, <laughs> we're uh, this next week going to encourage groups to to maybe stage some funny pictures and send those to us. And the first week, you know, we're 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 all learning as we go, and uh, we encourage some people to send us some pictures. And um, Chris, my co-host here, sent us a picture, and everyone on the screen looked on the screen looks like they had just gotten the news that they were going to be stuck at home for six months with their kids. <laughs> was that your group, Chris? Is that right? Yeah, that was my group. <laughs> uh, you know, I, we took a picture. I, I forgot to tell them to smile. Yes. That's, that's my fault. So. Yeah. I've realized on, <laughs> on screen, my default is I have this big frown. And so I have to think to smile or else it looks like I'm mad. So anyway, <laughs> I, I would have fit in. <laughs> All right. So some video suggestions, uh, when you're doing an online meeting, um, there's some things here that I want to cover that basically, uh, just reminders, but some ways for you to make sure that your meeting is going to go smoothly. Um, number one, don't forget that you're on video. That's important. People can see everything. We'll just leave it at that. Yes. All right. Number two, uh, Definitely want to start the meeting early. Uh, the reason being, you know, maybe start like two, three, maybe even five minutes early. Um, we actually start our meeting 15 minutes early because people just join and it's, it's around dinner time. So they're wrapping up um, and they go ahead and they set everything up and they join and 
they get all the kinks worked out of any kind of audio issues or whatnot. May I interrupt here? I sure. heard a couple of ideas that I wanted to share that I didn't put in our in our notes. Well, number one, for newbies, you might say, if you've never been on a video call before, hey, hop on 15 minutes early yeah. so that we can find where your video button is and mm-hmm. how to unmute your audio because we'll see you there talking and we won't have a clue what you're saying <laughs> because we don't read lips. But another fantastic idea, Chris, that I heard this week that some churches were doing and some groups were doing when you finish your meeting, don't just quit. Just leave it up and allow people to chat mm-hmm. and leave whenever they want. And we're finding that just like after a, a worship event, a worship gathering, people hang around and talk, you can do that same thing in your group. So mm-hmm. sorry for that interruption, but I, I just no, that's, realized that's that, and I thought that is an awesome idea yeah. that we need to share. That, that actually goes into number three uh, of making sure you as a leader practice a day early. And you can see things like, okay, if I dismiss, if I close the meeting, everyone's cut off. Um, but you can also end the meeting uh, or, or end your participation, but leave, let the meeting keep going on. Um, if there's a reason for you to do that, if you have to leave for some reason, mm. I don't know where you're going to be going <laughs> right now, but, um, definitely practice a day early, uh, get another member of your group to join in or even your spouse from another computer just to test to make sure you understand how to operate the meeting. Yes. Um, definitely number four. Yes. Number four is tell people how to mute themselves. Yes. Um, we're going to do an episode later, 10 ways to kill an online video meeting. <laughs> and, uh, oh, this, so this can, uh, very much. Um, help a meeting, um, be it a child who is in the background or a, a dog that runs through barking. Um, you're used to hearing those things at your house, and so you may not know how disruptive those are. And so as a group leader, please uh, communicate people. Often I've been in group meetings where they'll say, okay, just go ahead and mute yourself if you don't have anything to say. And then uh, when you're ready to say something, go ahead and unmute yourself and say it. Um One other tip that I I thought of that I haven't put in our notes, but I'd I'd love to share, there is a slight audio delay when you're in one of these meetings. And so it winds up very easy for people to talk on on one another, and you don't know it till you're already kind of at the end of your sentence. And so um, depending on the size of your group and how talkative they are, you might have people just kind of wave their hand a little bit on screen about three seconds before they're ready to say something. And that kind of signals who's about to talk. That might be something that's helpful. If um, I could interrupt yes. on that, that, that's a huge point too, because especially if you're teaching um, or, or just having a discussion about something and you have a question that is not rhetorical, you actually want people to respond to. Um, but there's this awkward gap or pause where they don't want to say anything because this person next to them might say something or not next to them, but you know what I mean? Like in, in the video chat, um, definitely just, advising your group, just instructing your group, hey, raise your hand if you want to speak. It makes it easier on me as the leader to call on you. Uh, we're not talking over each other, and then there's not this awkward, no, you can go, no, you can go, no, you can go, no, you can go. <laughs> yes, it just, yes. It makes that, it flow better. Yeah, that, that's another way to kill a meeting. Right. <laughs> when everybody asks, okay, you can go. No. Okay, and, and number five is not really a tip. It's, it's kind of a comment, but we'll get to a tip from it. There is really not much you can do about somebody's terrible Internet connection. Um, don't even try. Yes, don't even try. <laughs> um, it'll it'll just be really frustrating. Um, but the one answer is this. Um, be it Zoom or, or most of these other platforms have a telephone call-in number. Now, don't be confused. We're not talking about using the video feature on your phone. We're talking about using your smartphone just like a telephone call. And you would call a number, and 
on the screen, it'll just show a picture of a telephone, but you'll be able to participate with audio, speaking and hearing, but you won't be on the screen in a video manner. But if somebody's got a really poor internet connection, that's the way to go. And number six is... Uh, a big pet peeve of mine. Yeah, a big pet peeve of Chris's, so we want to make sure everybody avoids this. But if you set up a laptop so that you're you and your spouse or your entire family can be seen, that actually sometimes puts your microphone six or ten feet. And in social distancing, you don't want to social distance from your microphone. Please have your computer microphone or your phone microphone within six feet of you because um, the audio won't even pick up, and it'll be it'll kind of go in and out and in and out and in and out, and people will get every other word, and they won't know what you said. So be careful about how how you space that microphone. And so I know we're talking to small group leaders for the most part, and these are tips that you'll want to communicate with your people. You might write down some guidelines and distribute those, and so those are important things to remember. Definitely. Uh, and so moving on here, we've got a list of services that we want to communicate to you. Zoom is the giant in the room. Chris, you're pretty familiar with that. Why don't you start with Zoom? Sure. Yeah. So Zoom is great. Um, it's a very stable, uh, it's not a, it is a corporate heavy, uh, uh, uh piece of software, uh, or application service. Um, so they have a free account. You do get a limit of 40 minutes, I believe, uh, per meeting. Um, uh, but that's great for, for, if you're doing some sort of like devotion or uh, study on uh, a passage or whatnot. Um, if you're doing a paid account, then obviously there's no time limit. There's no limit to the number of attendees. The cost is $15 a month, roughly, um, which if you think about that, that's $4 a week. Mm, that's not, not too much. <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, trust me, that's cheap. Um, but it's a great app, and uh, you, it works on any computer. Um, Chrome is probably the best browser you can use with it. Um, and if you're, we're probably going to mention this a lot, so I'll go ahead and say it here. With any of these online meeting services, yes. make sure you just download the player that comes with it. Mm -hmm. They always say there's a, a package that you can download, uh, a software element um, that will actually drive the meeting for you. The web players work, but they fall apart. You ultimately... Your browser itself can't handle that much memory. Hmm. Um, so the player itself is really the best way to go. The one I would like to mention is one you've probably never heard of. And when we... I can't even say it. Yeah, when we first hit this crisis, <laughs> uh, one of our small group leaders sent me a picture. And I'm going, what program are you in? That doesn't look like Zoom. And so I, I texted him back and he said... It's a martial it, art. It's Jitsi. Uh, <laughs> not Jitsu, but Jitsi. And the website is actually meet, M-E-E-T dot J-I-T si and so the the app on a smartphone or Android is is called Jitsi meet and the one big factor this is a free program and I was really worried because knowing that when this crisis hit so many people were going to be looking for these type of apps I was afraid that a free app might not be able to keep up the support but um, we've got at least four of our groups that are meeting on Jit Jitsi I started to say gypsy. I'm sorry, <laughs> gypsy. <laughs> and uh, they're having great results with that. Um, let me give you the drawbacks. Um, first of all, Chrome and only Chrome, <laughs> if you're using it on a computer, don't even try it 
with Safari or with Firefox, Firefox yeah. or these others, uh, you won't be able to see people, and that's a pretty big factor in the video meetings. But just go ahead and bite the bullet. Uh, Chrome is a free download, whether you're using an Apple Mac or a Windows-based product. Just go ahead and download Chrome. And once you type in the search bar, meet.jit.si, Chrome is going to ask you for permission to download an extension. You must do that, okay? Mm, okay. But it's free, it's quick, and it'll make for a really fine video and audio experience if you'll if you'll do that. And I've actually got instructions online, and once you download that extension, my instructions say, okay, you're now lost because your screen doesn't tell you where to go back to. <laughs> but once you download that extension, you go back and just go ahead and enter uh, meet.jit.si, and then it flashes up a screen that you just enter the name of the meeting, and you're off to the races from there. It's really quick once you've done all that. The second time through, I promise you, you're from opening up your computer to meeting in like three or four seconds. Nice. And it is so quick. And another thing that I really liked compared to uh, Zoom is that the controls are always on the screen. Like if you need to mute yourself, sometimes you have to make the menu appear in, in Zoom, but in, in Jitsi, it's just always there. You can click down at the bottom. There's a red uh, button that ends the meeting, but on both sides of that are audio and video. They're very quick and very accessible. So anyway, I would encourage you to give that a try if you're still looking for a product. If I could add um, something that you reminded me of. So with services like Zoom and Jitsi and some of the others that we're going to mention, when there is a download, um, just as a software developer, security-minded person, you're going to get a prompt probably on most of your devices that says, this software would like to access to your uh, camera, would like access to your microphone, would like, would like to record your screen, would, can hear everything you're saying. Those, those warnings are real because that's what that software is supposed to do. That's the whole point of a meeting is so it can present your screen to others and so it can record your camera, your microphone, um, and present that software. So trust me, these applications are, are not spyware. They're not uh, <laughs> malware. Um, that's the whole purpose of the software. So mm. you can trust the manufacturers, uh, the developers um, of the software, um, because that's that's their whole intent and purpose is to present whatever you can see, uh, whatever people need to see from you and hear from you to others. And something else that might make your meeting go a, a lot better. Do you remember that piece of tape that you put over your video camera on your computer a year ago? Oh, well, go yes. ahead and take that off. Yeah, yeah, that would be useful. Yes, that would be useful. <laughs> <laughs> so um, another thing is FaceTime. I had um, only used that with single calls up until this crisis, but uh, I'm trying to play with different software and options and find out what works. And so I, I tested this last week, and... I found that you could add up to 32 people. But the catch is, don't really try to use this unless all of your people have an Apple iPhone because mm -hmm. you can't really cross-platform on that. But I personally liked it in a meeting of five or six people. As mm -hmm. somebody talks, their little square gets bigger so mm -hmm. that you see them more, and then they fade as somebody else talks. And I thought it was good. I, li I liked FaceTime. See, tomato, tomato. I found that really distracting. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> so, yes, you might want to play with these yourself, see what you like yeah. best for your group. Um, a couple other services that are out there, GoToMeeting. Uh, GoToMeeting is definitely it's, it's a part of the LogMeIn group that does PC support. Um, very, very corporate-minded. Uh, they It's a secure platform, definitely, uh, but uh, you definitely want to keep that in mind. You do have to pay for it. Um, Microsoft Teams, um, Google Meet, WebEx, there's others out there. Um, Google Meet, 
changes very frequently. I mean, it may be called something else, something else next week. We don't know. Um, but yeah, there's, there's definitely others out there. Um, one word of caution, I would say, make sure whatever it is that you're trying to use for your meeting, make sure you try it first. Yes. Don't go blind because you will burn. And you really need to learn, <laughs> need to know how to control. The controls are so important, especially for the leader. One other option is an audio-only option. And one of the things I like about this is that there's a telephone number that you call. And if you use a paid account, and I'll go ahead and tell you, this is called Free Conference Call. Com. And I know, Chris, we sound like we're giving commercials for all of these people, but <laughs> in we, essence, are hey, we getting a stipend that, for the Yeah, we need to, we need to <laughs> let them know. And our sponsor next week is Free Conference. Nonprofit, of course. Yes, yes, nonprofit. <laughs> but um, for uh, you can do, obviously, the name is Free Conference Call. You can get a number that everyone calls into, but if it's the Free Conference Call version, everybody will need like a five-digit pin that you would provide them. What I like, and I went ahead and purchased an account for our church, for $3.95 a month, um, you can get your very own number. And all people have to do is dial a 10-digit number, and they're automatically in. Now, the leader needs a, like a four-digit PIN, and the question asks uh, when you call the number, they'll say, are you the group leader? And if you are, you enter that four-digit PIN, and so you're in, in charge of the meeting there. And it plays background music until one other person joins, and then it just it connects you all. Um, I would say that this might be a good option for some senior adults who don't have a computer or may not have a smartphone. But honestly, our senior adults at Brook Hills are kind of setting the pace. Uh, the very first week we didn't meet as, as church, one of them uh, had created their own um, uh, YouTube channel mm -hmm. and given it a name. And so uh, our senior adults are setting the pace. Awesome. But uh, maybe there might be some out there if you'd rather just do a, do a call, free conference call, is a way that, that you can go. And so I think it makes for a good meeting. A couple of our groups have signed on and are using our uh, church account for that and reporting good things and, and having a good time with that. And again, we'd mentioned, you know, next time we're going to have fun on episode three and talk about 10 ways to kill a group meeting, uh, video meeting rather. Later we'll do one on how to kill a group meeting. Once we're past this <laughs> yeah. pandemic, I've got, I've got some You mean like content. in person? In oh, person, how to kill an in-person meeting. That'll yeah. be good. Yeah, that'll be fun too. I've already... <laughs> been working on that. But um, Chris and I were talking, we, uh, before this pandemic started, we had mapped out like, what, 12 to 15 sessions we wanted to do. But mm -hmm. right now it seemed like, seems like everybody's really focused on the pandemic and how to do ministry there. And so uh, we'll make, make a decision on where to go with next month's ap uh, episode. Maybe it'll be, maybe we'll be calmed down by then and, and can move on. But um, And we'd love to hear feedback too. So if you've got if you listen to these first two episodes and, and you like it, you hate it, just let us know because it'll yeah. give us a direction on where to take next. Absolutely. Don't just say you hate it. Tell us how to make it better. <laughs> right. But that's about it for uh, this episode, and we're um, really excited to have you listening to the Great Groups podcast. Please do subscribe uh, on your local podcast app or your favorite podcast app so that you won't miss next month's episode. We're also finding out that when people subscribe, it'll help others find the podcast. And so mm -hmm. I was hoping not to have to say all that every time, but it, it will help. You got to promote. <laughs> got to promote. Jay's our marketing team. Yes. <laughs> also, visit us online at greatgroups.org uh, and definitely leave a comment there, as I mentioned before. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, thanks for listening today. We'll be back next month with a conversation that inspires you to effectively make disciples. And that's the point of great groups. They make disciples. <laughs>